Hello and welcome to Season 1, Episode 2 of Words with Artists. I'm your host, Dusty Lynn Baker, and together we will meet amazing artists of all genres, learn a bit of local history, and write a few lines of creative fiction. Today I am joined by Roseanne Quattrock, and she is a painter, and anything else that you kind of delve into, mainly painting. I read a lot. I'm a retired English teacher, so (laughs) I also do that. Um, Absent today is my sidekick and sound man, Austin Adamson, so I'm going to be working on my own, so you'll be pulling along with me today. Um, We are recording at the Quattroke Art Farm in Salem in Washington County, and this is her privately owned farm here, and we are actually in her art studio surrounded by her paintings and just an amazing amount of uh, supplies and everything is just a, a creative center. Um, so Roseanne, so how did you choose your genre of artistry, your painting, or did it choose you? Kind of how did you get into that? Well, back in college, I had a teacher that would take us out every day to a certain location and we had to draw and paint at that location. When I was in watercolor class, we had to do a watercolor. When I was in drawing class, we'd go sit somewhere and draw. So I'm used to doing landscapes in that way. I really like uh, being on location or taking pictures and working from them. And then when I started here in Salem to do paintings, I realized how much people like their local landmarks and that got me into doing multiple paintings of the courthouse and Bex Mill and other local scenes because people wanted them. So there was a demand for those. And in just last week, our last episode, I was with Judy Quinlan at Bex Mill, and we were talking about the history of that. And that's a lot of what kind of brought me into this. Um, doing this podcast was the historical part of it, adding in. It's not just the artistry, but tying in those historical places and those historical things. And it really is. There's a lot of people that really want that. And um, a lot of us are really pulled to that. So how would you describe yourself as an artist? What type of artist? Um, And what type of painting? Realism, colorful, um, not impressionistic, I don't think. I think I'm more of a realistic painter. Right. And your medium? Is acrylics, always acrylics. Okay. And what do you do to continue learning? How do you keep yourself going on new things? I watch a lot of YouTube videos by artists that are better than I am. I've taken a few workshops, but right now, since COVID, there haven't been a lot in the area. But I did go to Richmond, and there was a guy from Utah that came and taught us there and his whole workshop was on values and i've learned so much from that so i'd like to go to more workshops but i'm not finding too many around to go to right now yeah i i, I know i watch a lot of youtube yes well, <laughs> it's, uh, there are multiple things on any part of painting that you have questions about there you can find lots of different right. opinions and there's world-renowned artists mm-hmm. on videos teaching classes and doing things so it's it's really nice so along the way what would you see as possibly your biggest mistake anywhere along the way something where you kind of learned from it or It's difficult. Yeah, I'm it's not sure. I'm not, not prepared for these questions. <laughs> That's good. I don't um, want to. 
maybe blending too much, blending the paint too much okay. and not layering enough. But I've got I've come to a point where I don't even care. I just paint it the way I want it and I don't even think about whether I'm blending or layering. It just kind of happens. It, it comes out perfect though. So it's like this is like it's your touch. It's the mm -hmm. way it's the way. And that's one thing is that if even with every medium, we all find our own way to use it. I think most people think of acrylics as being super bright, really intense, um, primary colors. And I go out of my way to make them look more like oils because I don't want garish, bright paintings. Right. I want them to be more like nature. Right. And, and a lot of people think of acrylics as more a student. And, and it really isn't. I mean, there's so much that you can do with acrylics. In fact, there is a type of acrylics that dries a lot slower which makes it almost like oils. And most people have never heard of golden open paints. But through the wintertime, when the air is so dry, I use exclusively those. Oh, and they blend, and you can come back and get them wet a little bit, and they blend again. So um, golden open, I, I should give them a, a plug there, because <laughs> that yeah. has made acrylics less frustrating for yeah, me. Yeah, that, that might be something that I need to try, because mm -hmm. I, that's one reason why I really like doing the watercolors, because you can go back and rewet it. Mm -hmm. But that's yeah, And the advantage over watercolors is that you can't make an acrylic muddy, mm -hmm. because you can put a layer over it if you don't like what's underneath. So right. watercolors, I used to do watercolors, but if you make a mistake in watercolors, mm -hmm. it's there. Yeah, because <laughs> if you pain. try to go over it again, it just, yeah, it just takes things away or you just get, uh, you dig up your paper or mm -hmm. something else happens with it. Yep. Okay, and where do you go from there? I know right now, um, tell, tell me some about your um, Art Gives Back. Uh, seven years ago when I started painting again, um, I had done a number of local scenes and just landscapes that I wanted to do. And I realized that I was going to have paintings out from the wall, just leaning on the wall, 10 feet out into the room. And I was going to be buried in paintings because I was painting so much. And I just happened to be at the YMCA and I was talking to Christy Perley that works there. And I said, what if I decided to donate the funds to the organizations in the community that do good works for people. And if I did do that, what would I call it? And she helped me come up with the name Art Gives Back. I had oh. several and she helped me eliminate the others and go with that. And it's been really successful. I have a lot of people behind me, you know, that right. support me, especially at Christmas time. Um, they want paintings for all their friends and then they get to donate the price for whatever charity they want to support, as long as it's one in the community that helps women and children and families. Mm -hmm. And I, I have multiple paintings from you in mm -hmm. my house. And, yes. And I know, the, I think, I'm trying to think of which is the most recent. I, one of the most recent that I purchased was one of your roosters, a framed rooster. That, that was the most recent, I think. Yeah, yeah that one's, it's beautiful. Okay, so um, any important events that you have coming up or anything? Summer's here and... I have, I just have paintings at the apothecary in town all the time. I have a four foot section there and I rotate those. I will be probably at the Stevens Museum for Old Settlers Days. And other than that, I don't have 
planes to be out and about too much with them. But they're available. And then that's one thing. Is, uh, she's talking about uh, Salem Apothecary in Salem, Indiana. It's right on the square. Um, and that's a great historic building there, right? And, you know, it has um, an antique uh, ice cream parlor. And that apothecary, they have a lot of art from different artists around the region. And hers, Roseanne's is always stocked up and full, and there's always new paintings coming in. So it's a great place to find her work any time of the year. And then I have lots of paintings at my house, and I invite people here to the studio to look. And I've got several that are uh, interested in some paintings. One owns some bed and breakfasts, and they're going to come back as they get these houses remodeled and, and just run a whole line of my stuff there, I guess. And um, one lady moving from California, and she wanted local things, so she's going to be back. So I, if I find out about people that are looking for art, I just have them come here as a starting right. point. And then they can tell me what they want if they want something other than what they see. Because you do commissions. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah. And and you've done a lot of commissions. Yes. Mostly commissions. Mostly. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I know. I mean, we're surrounded right now by what? How many paintings do you think are hanging up right now? Even just not even stacked, just hanging up. You probably have 40 paintings. Yeah, I would guess at least. Yeah. Um, but you have to think about, I paint every day and these are all that I have left of the, I'd say thousands that I've painted. So they're somewhere hanging. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're just not here. They're just not here, yeah. Okay, so what I'd like you to do is tell me a little bit about where we are, our physical location. So we are on, um, we are at the Quattro Art Farm, um, but tell me about the history of your farm. Well, we were living up in the Chicago area in Elgin, Illinois. In uh, 1986, we came down here for a vacation and I fell in love with the landscape, being a landscape artist. And so while we were down here on vacation, we purchased property, which we had not intended to do. We bought this house that had no bathrooms in it and had no kitchen that was functioning. And uh, we've been remodeling it ever since. My husband is a carpenter among other traits. So that's when we acquired it. And then my mother came to live with us in what is now the studio, and she died eight years ago. And so um, we really didn't want to have anyone live down here, so we have to keep it heated and everything. So guess what? I took over with my art. <laughs> and, and, it's, and it's a good size. Yeah. Yeah, and you have it filled. <laughs> yes, every closet has something related to art in All right. it. How old is this? the farm the original house the boy 1930 maybe wow but he added an upper story to it it was just basically four rooms when we moved into it and then he added a, a room in the back and since then we've added flower beds and gardens all over the place and he had 2,000 trees planted in the backyard wow. along the creek and uh, railroad edge so that we've got shade and nice a nice frame around the place it sounds really nice um it and that's been a long time so you've had time for it to really build up and grow mm -hmm. and i know you're always putting pictures too on facebook and on other places of different things 
Okay, so now we're going to do what's called the Bowman Minute. Okay. okay. So this is where you'll need your notebook. Um, what I've done is while you were talking about this location, I wrote down a few words. Um, I've chosen three words from our conversation today and things that stick out as meaningful to you and as matters of history around where we're at. Um, we'll be doing what's called free writing. I'll set a timer and then we'll free write for one minute. Okay. And I'm going to get mine ready. Okay, so to my podcast listeners out there, you can join us by pausing the audio, then restarting after your one minute free write, or you can just um, listen through. Those following along on Zoom or YouTube can stay with us to write or jump ahead a minute to hear our readings. So our three words that we're going to be doing today are landscape, vacation, and railroad. And so we're gonna what we're gonna do is just don't think about uh, structure, don't think about anything else. And I mean, this is easy for you as a retired English teacher, but um, don't think, don't think about any structure or anything. Don't try to write anything in particular. Just start writing and just see what comes out. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and start the timer and here we go. Start. All right. There we go. <laughs> One minute goes by really fast. It really does. Okay, so always guess first for reading. So Roseanne, what'd you write? Okay. We watched so many trains go by when we moved here. Our 10 acres borders the CSX Railroad. And we heard the trains that rested overnight on the sidings grumbling. That's all I got written, but the exciting part about that is it's now going to be a walking path. I know. And it's I'm excited about the possibilities of that. Seeing yeah. little families going by and waving. And you're having your art studio here cuz I was thinking I was thinking about this the other day cuz I wish so bad I had a property on the on the railroad, you know, tracks now. Oh, that's because cool. I'm thinking about that and it's like all the people that they're going to be introduced because you'd be able to put a sign out there and all these new people are going to be walking by from, you know, I mean, it's going to be 60 miles or something like that. I forget how many miles it is, 45 miles. And all these new people are going to come by and they're going to see your studio. Oh, that's you know? a good thought. I hadn't really thought about that. <laughs> and, you, you know, you'll be able to have it open, thinking on the weekends and families are walking or it's just going to be great. You have to move it down there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Um, so for mine, let me go ahead and read mine if I can read it. Um, the landscape was green over, oops, let me see. The landscape was green over with love from the vacation we took. Something, I'm, I'm reading something wrong there. Um, Elgin in the rear view for trains and railroads in our backyard. Love of the house brought it to life as we build our family home. So, I like that. Yeah. I need to write a little better. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even read my own handwriting. That's not a good thing. Maybe talk to text. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, I just want to thank you, Roseanne, uh, for cooperating and writing along with me and having this little short adventure. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. I did. <laughs> thank you for thinking of me. Yeah. Definitely. You're one of the first ones I thought of, believe me. And it was like right there. And uh, 
for my listeners, these free writing exercises will be posted at wordswithartist.blog. I would love to read your writings too, so jump in the conversation and share under today's blog entry. And be sure to join me every Monday as I entertain the ghosts of our past while sipping a bit of tea and having words with artists. Thank you.